Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, and as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So let's jump right in. Um, wow, wow, wow! So this has been a really good week. Hopefully, your week has been pretty awesome. Um, but I know that it has if uh, you are following suit with a lot of what I've been doing, which is playing the newly released Resident Evil Village, uh, Resident Evil Village stylized uh, to represent uh, Resident Evil 8. They are eight games in. Um, and yeah, I got my uh, chance to play it. And I'm going to talk a bit about my experience and you know, give you guys my thoughts. Um, uh, this is going to be spoiler heavy because I have completed the game. Um, so if you are not, uh, you know, in line to have plot points discussed uh, for you, then I would say uh, skip this, come back, and uh, we can then talk about it when you've had your your fill of Resident Evil Village. But I myself have already uh, completed the game and got to say, it is a fantastic game. Uh, so much so, in my opinion, that I am literally going to take this game as the game of the year, uh, hands down. I don't think there's been a better release uh, from anyone this year. And um, yeah, Capcom is is really hitting on all cylinders. And one of the things that's become really evident in Resident Evil Village, um, in 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 concern with Capcom, is that they they have perfected the art of storytelling. Um, you know. It's really funny because over all of the games that they've produced over the years, you know, even the side projects, you know, with Resident Evil in the name, you know, they've always tried to find a way to connect everything. Um, sometimes it made sense. A lot of times it didn't. Um, but I think with seven, especially because I felt like with seven, they reinvented the wheel a little bit the resident evil will if you if you will and eight they just i mean they are just running with it and it's super good again it's super super good um one of the things that that i wanted to kind of bring up which i thought was really funny is that i feel like capcom really did uh, a good job at swerving uh the fan base because i think that with everything that they released as far as uh, bits of information, you know, uh, you know, Lady Demetrescu and all this other stuff, you know, I mean, there were, there was a lot to unpack. And I think that, you know, as fans are today, you know, there's a lot that can be assumed was assumed. And I just really honestly feel like it was the biggest swerve in the world. Um, I got to say, like, I kind of bought into the whole idea that um, that, you know, it would start and end in the castle. Like, I just I really just thought it was just going to be this this big, you know, thing that just never left the castle, which kind of made me feel confused because I was like, well, why would you call it village? Like, what what does the village have to do with being in this castle? Um, and 
you know, the reason that I thought that that was going to be such such a large emphasis because I just kept saying, OK, well, they're putting so much on this this uh, lady Demetrescu and and, you know, her pursuing you and, and all this other stuff. So it's kind of giving me Mr. X vibes from Resident Evil 2. And, you know, I was you know, I, I bought in and I was, you know, severely convinced that that, you know, once you had your little bit of time in the village that you just remain in the castle and that's pretty much where the game was gonna roll credits and boy oh boy was I absolutely wrong I mean it, this game is huge it's huge it's it's huge in the sense of how big the environment is but the game is not a very long game I've actually uh, completed the game uh, you know in a matter of hours um, and again, it's a really good story and it is definitely something that goes far beyond, uh, initial expectations. One of the other things that I was, I was a little confused about is their, um, their art design. So I know that if you've picked up, uh, you know, the game on, on any, uh, console, you know, you may have a version with Chris Redfield on the front with half of a wolf face. And it kind of gives you this vibe like, oh, maybe he's infected with something and he's going to turn into a wolf or I don't know like I, I that's where I was going I was just thinking like there's going to be a part where he's going to turn into the wolf and he's going to you know you're going to have this ability to control him as a wolf and probably rip it rip and tear through Lady Demetrescu at some point and uh, yeah I, I was just I was thinking all kinds of goofy stuff but no it's really just stylized art. It's it's nothing more. Chris does not turn into a werewolf. He has nothing to do with a werewolf. Though the lichens, you know, they 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 are a thing in the game. And uh, the other the other swerve is that Lady Demetrescu is like she's not a vampire. You know, like I I know like a lot of people kind of got this idea like oh you know they're vampires and you know it's kind of going into this little folklore uh, direction and I mean. Yes and no, um, you know, because at the end of the day, like all Resident Evil games, it boils down to bio bio weapons, you know, like some kind of scientific experiment gone awfully, awfully wrong. And I think that's the one one thing that really does keep it grounded in the ridiculousness that re that is Resident Evil. I just think that they've uh, packaged it so much better than they have in the past. Um, so it just it it just feels more digestible and very very enjoyable. Um, one of the, one of the highlights of the game, and I know a lot of people um, are already privy to it, but the Duke is one of the standout uh, uh, highlights of this game. So if you don't know, the Duke is uh, pretty much the purveyor of um, you know, needed supplies. He basically has your back. If you, you need guns, you need upgrades, you need to sell stuff. This guy, uh, has got you. Um, I, again, in, in, it, in its ridiculousness, I really enjoyed how, um, he was basically present through the entire game. And it, it, it's almost tongue in cheek when you consider that he's this morbidly obese, uh, guys sitting on the back of, of a caravan and you know you're just like you can't possibly move from here to there and everywhere in between and I mean they make it happen and so you know with and, and honestly it's really not that much to think about 
when you consider that you don't have any bullets and you are just happy to see that man. So you open a door, there he is, you know, you buy your supplies and, and you, you get going, but he is definitely a highlight. And, um, I, it, it's really funny because, um, when I play the demo, um, the Duke actually paid homage to, uh, one of the past characters, um, from Resident Evil four, uh, the merchant, you know, and, uh, everybody knows the famous line, what are you buying? Um, you know, opening the jacket with all the, you know, trinkets and whatnots that uh, Leon Kennedy needed. And uh, yeah, um, he he said something in the demo, you know, in reference to that. But in the main game, he never referred to anything of the sort, you know, and he said he you know, he says little random things here and there, um, <clears throat> you know, especially like when you're um selling him uh things that belong to other characters like he will definitely pay reference to where uh things have come from um the game is is actually really cool too because um well cool in a in a particular way um because there's a lot to collect you know like there's a lot of places to to search a lot of things to pick up and get a lot of uh, things that are locked behind uh games and mechanics and things of that sort, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, but it's all worthwhile. Like when you make, take that extra, you know, step to go back and, uh, you know, and visit something that was locked before and, you know, you have the means to open it now. It's like, yo, yeah, this, this really is worth my time. Um, I found myself with way more weapons than I probably care to use, you know, cause I'm, I'm really simple. I'm really simple. Like I, like I maxed, I maxed out my handgun. Uh, that was the one thing they gave me another handgun too. And it was an automatic handgun and I really wasn't too into that one. Um, or yeah, I, I didn't, I don't even think I upgraded it at all. Um, they gave me three different shotguns. Um, you know, you have the, the normal shotgun, which that's the one where they allow you to like when you pre-order the game I don't even know what the point of it is but you get a little trinket for the shotgun and um it's just hanging on the end of your gun and I I really it serves absolutely no purpose Uh, it's called Mr. Raccoon um so if you pre-ordered it you probably have it um but yeah it's just it's yeah not very effective at all the second shotgun you get is pretty cool but I just you know I was already upgrading the first one so I was like well why am I gonna upgrade this one and then by the time I got the third one which is kind of like a it's kind of like a automatic shotgun almost um doesn't doesn't really go like boom 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 like that but you know it you know there's no um you know cocking mechanism or anything like that it's just you know you load it by a magazine and then you know basically you just go to town and I really like that one that one uh, you know I used that one towards the end of the game uh, to defeat some of the uh, final bosses and whatnot. So that's what I did there. I also used um, some of the, you know, like the, the the knife is pretty cool in the game. I think Chris Redfield has a, has a better knife. You do get to play as Chris, by the way. Um, there is a section um, <clears throat> where you switch over and uh, you get to control Chris Redfield. And his 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 section is, you know, it, it's pretty evident, 
that, you know, there's there's a difference between uh, Chris Redfield and Ethan Winters. Like like and it's it's super funny because Ethan actually pays reference to his ability, um, you know, or lack thereof. Um, basically by saying, oh, you know, I went through this, you know, military training and yada, yada. So it's like, okay, you know, because before, like in seven, it was pretty much someone who was only capable on instinct. And now he's capable uh, per his ability, you know, like he he's a learned person when it comes to shooting guns and, and you know, and taking care of himself. But the one thing that I really could not get over is this this fool losing limbs and stuff man like this guy is weird like um he uh (laughs) he gets his he gets his hand bitten off or a good chunk of it bitten off and you know that part's weird and then um there's a part where lady demetrescu um just straight up slices off his arm like clean off and um he reconnects it with freaking first aid, uh, the, you know, the, the, um, medical stuff, you know, he just pours it on his arm and, and it just reconnects. And I'm just like, this is such a ridiculous game. This is so ridiculous. Just like, uh, seven was ridiculous. Like, I don't understand how he's able to do this. And I just kept telling myself like, dude, like even, even if it just stopped at the, the half the hand getting bitten off because you because you see this all the time like every time he opens a door or he's climbing a ladder he only has three fingers and it's like dude that right there would just make would be enough to make me want to stay home like forget this they can have rose <laughs> they could just you know they could have everything i'm i'm just gonna go and and be upset that i don't have any fingers um but I, you know he he's a resilient he's a resilient man and, um, you know, he's definitely up there, uh, you know, when it comes to my favorite Resident Evil characters, you know, he's he's definitely up there for me. I think I think with the completion of this game, uh, it is definitely elevated him to being, you know, somebody that could be a favorite to, to people. I think it's, it's, it's a, he's a very divisive character. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't really understand too much about him in the, in seven, but I think there's a lot more to get out of him as a character. And again, it, it, you know, by the time it's all said and done, it will be, it, it, it's a warranted discussion to say like, yo, he's, you know, right up there with Chris and Leon and, you know, Jill and, and, it's perfectly viable. Um, now let's talk about the one scene. And and again, this is all spoiler stuff. So please don't be mad. I already told you. Um, so Ethan straight up dies, right? He straight up dies. He actually gets his heart ripped out his chest. Um, and yeah, when, when it happened, you know, I told myself, okay, this is basically them writing off a character that they don't really want to invest in, I guess, you know, like they invested enough in him to create a new character for seven. And basically it's just like, let's just wrap up this story with these people, you know, like let's just wrap them up, uh, Mia and, and, you know, and Ethan and eventually Rose. Um, but no, he he was still alive. Uh, he was still alive, and I just I, I just again found it so um, just 
unimaginable and just really, really awesome still. Because honestly, when he died, I kind of cared about it. I really did care. I was like, yo, like, that's really not the way I wanted him to go out. Like, this this sucks. But it it did put in it did put into place a really good transition because again you you um you, when you take hold of uh, Chris Redfield it's almost like it's almost like them putting in a cheat code it's just like it's like whoa like dude is really good um they give you these awesome weapons and you know it's just it, it's it's a really good breath of fresh air um to play as Chris um when you've been, you know, playing as the hobbled Ethan Winters uh, the entire time. But, you know, uh, again, the game ends on a, on a really, really uh, strong uh, statement, you know, about a man who's taking care of his family and really makes the ultimate sacrifice in order to, you know, assure their safety and their survival. Um, and, you know, it, man, I'm t- <laughs> even, even the stuff with, with Chris Redfield, like, when uh they were doing the trailer and stuff like man again biggest swerve ever because i was even asking myself like yo is he gonna be the antagonist like overall because we still remember and here's here's another thing that that's really kind of confusing so in seven if you if you remember if you've beaten seven then you know um chris redfield showed up and he showed up in an umbrella uh helicopter and in um in this one they don't reference uh umbrella at all um umbrella is a thing uh in the game but you know as far as chris redfield like that's not referred and then he is uh speaking about the bsaa which is a unit that he used to be with and now like they're like the enemy and um you know, they're using bioweapons, a.k.a. zombies. Um, and it's it's a it's a bit weird. So, you know, I know there's going to be more. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to extend uh, that story within the uh, DLC, the inevitable DLC. Um, you know, there was a really uh, good hook as far as a line where Chris says, you know, reroute us, you know, for Umbrella headquarters in Europe. And it's like, OK, you know. He's going to go and do something. And I don't think they're going to wait for nine to tell that story. It's going to, you know, it's all going to get wrapped up soon. And they also um, had a really good um, after uh, post credit scene with uh, with a grown up uh, Rose. And apparently she's like got tier or something like I was still a little bit confused um, as far as like her ability. And she did say in reference you know there's stuff i can do that chris doesn't even know and it's like oh my god like what you know like what's gonna happen so i'm really interested to see what they do with her character um going forward um i don't know if they're gonna you know switch the role around as far as survival horror because it's it's clearly no longer survival horror but that's not to say that this game was not scary like this game was scary in a lot of ways um, you know, and I thought it was really funny because there was a, uh, there was a report online on how they toned down the, uh, the fear factor because seven was too scary. And I don't think seven was too scary. I think scary, uh, I think seven was a bit claustrophobic. Um, 
but in a but in a very good way. Um, like I, I keep telling people who ask, you know, seven is the one game that I, I beat that entire game in VR. I wish they had uh, Village in VR. That would have actually been really, really cool to go through. Uh, a lot of those scenes, especially uh, with uh, Lady Demetrescu, you know, like when she lifts you up as high as, you know, her head. And it's just like, yo, you know, if I could just see this from from, you know, the actual view of of having it, you know, in VR, would just come off a little more um, special. But uh, the boss fights were really good. All of the boss fights were really, really good uh, from Lady Demetrescu to Moreau, um, they, they have, they have these four Lords and, um, there's Lady Demetrescu, Moreau, there's Heisenberg, and then there's, uh, there's another one, but I can't remember her name. Um, and <clears throat> she was kind of like the psycho mantis of the four, um, you know, kind of like playing with your mind. Cause like when you go into her area, all of a sudden you don't have any weapons and it's like, and even Ethan's like, where's my gun? I'm like, Oh, here we go. Like, this is not going to revolve around combat. It's all going to be about the mind. So, and that was a really, 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 really scary, uh, section. And they actually had, you know, like they, they've integrated so many different things, you know, like they have the combat, you know, they have the management system And it honestly, to me, in my opinion, this looks like a beefed up, updated version of Resident Evil 4. It's like a really, you know, modernized version of Resident Evil 4. That's exactly how this game plays. Just beefed up to be way better. (laughs) Like, like, I honestly think that this is probably the best game. I, I, I would say it would slide out Resident Evil 2 remake just by a hair um, because this game is really, really good. Now, with that said, there were three boss fights that I didn't really get or didn't really have fun with, and that was the daughters. So uh, Lady Demetrescu has her three daughters, and you know, first off, it's like, it's, it's so random in where you fight them. You know, it's not like you, it's not like you're leading yourself into, you know, a grand space where, you know, a battle's going to take place. No, it's, it's just kind of like you just happen upon this one room that was locked from the other side. And here's one of the daughters and they're chasing you. And, and they, I think that they look, you know, as far as like how they were stylized, they all looked exactly the same. So there was nothing really, original about any of them they just it just seemed like I was fighting the same person three different times and to be quite honest there really wasn't much to think about as far as how to defeat them because that's the one thing that I really enjoy about a good boss fight is you know um you know show firstly show me the opposition um you know give me you know an idea of their behavior so I can then build a pattern to defeat them and they really didn't have patterns. I mean, it was just really simple, uh, you know, do this over here. They react to that. You react to them and they're gone. And it was so it was so crazy, in fact, that like there was there was one of the uh, daughter boss fights that I did. And like once once she was done, like I'm going around the room and there's like ammo everywhere and herbs everywhere. And I, and I just said to myself, I was supposed to be running around here. Like I was supposed to be frantic. 
Like this was supposed to be, you know, I, I, I'm assuming some, you know, I was supposed to be panicked or something. I don't know. But um, I don't think that they were very well thought out or very well presented as far as enemies or bosses in the game. However, everyone else was perfect. They were all good. They were really, really good. Um, you know, the other thing is, is that, um, you know, Ethan's story is still really confusing. Um, cause not, cause you know, I've rolled credits and you know, he's dead, you know, for anybody who's interested. Um, but it's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I still don't like, like he has this, he has this, uh, kind of dream state that they, that they're, you know, in the game and you're talking to, uh, Evelyn from Resident Evil seven and <laughs> which I thought was super weird. And all this is happening while he has no heart, like mind you, like his heart got pulled out. So he's, you know, he was totally dead. <clears throat> and, um, she tells him that he's been mold the entire time, which I was just like, that's so stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I, you know, she, you know, according to Evelyn, he got murdered by Jack Baker, uh, back at the house. And then I guess he got infected by mold, but I'm like, if you got infected by mold, you wouldn't have the same motivations and, and, you know, and drive to do whatever you're doing. Like, your you know this would be taking over your your mind so to speak you wouldn't be the same Ethan right at least I don't think so so I, I, I don't know I was a little confused as far as that um still don't know how I, I guess I guess you know if he's mold I guess he can grow another heart or something I don't know they didn't really explain all that but you know they 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 tried really hard and I do believe that they were able to tie up all of the experiences of resident evil so that it's full circle because like the one thing that's certain about seven and eight is that they are uh departures from what we normally know as resident evil right so you know there's um you know like like the way the way that the way that seven was told it was almost like it was kind of like a found footage film mixed with uh saw mixed with uh vhs like it like it just looked like so many different um inspirations that made resident evil 7 and i said the same thing about village like village looks like resident evil 4 meets uh dead silence meets bram stoker's dracula you know meets uh uh you know several different uh, games that I'm pretty sure were were uh, motivation to help <clears throat> create what ultimately is a fantastic game. Um, this is my this is my game of the year. Like honestly, like I don't I don't think that there's anything uh, that can come close to this. And one of the biggest things that I really enjoyed, Mercenaries is back. So that was really that was a really cool Easter egg. Um, or not a Easter egg, but just a, you know, a reward for beating the game. And, um, I, like I flipped out, I was just like, okay, you know, I already know they're, they're probably going to do the, 
you know, the very apparent, you know, difficulty spike and you can go through it on harder. They're got, they got to have the rocket launcher somewhere in there, which I didn't spy out. So um, maybe that's a little more well hidden. They did have something called the um, think the rocket handgun. So maybe in, in that sense of ridiculousness, that will replace the actual rocket launcher. Um, you know, they have other unlocks, but I played through the mercenaries and that that's just as fun as it, it has been in, you know, every other iteration. It's a little different because you're not seeing, you know, the actual person. So you don't see yourself in a third person perspective. Um, but it doesn't make it any less effective. It's still fun. And, you know, the bonuses and, um, you know, the time bonuses and you got to kill, you know, the different, um, enemies and try to do it before time runs out to just fun stuff and they also man they there's a lot that they unlock too like they have uh the making of movies that that they have uh once you beat the game um showing all the uh effort that they took to you know get the game where it is there's uh there's an art gallery there's uh, uh 3d models that you can uh pay to look at and rotate and all that fun stuff kind of reminded me of Uncharted four. Cause I remember that was like a big thing in Uncharted four. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a good, 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 good game. And I hope that, you know, for those people who did play it, I hope you had a really good time with it. Cause I know I did, and I can't wait to go through it again. I'm, I'm definitely going to go back in and try to, um, do some things a different way and just, uh, enjoy the game, you know, on a different level. The other, uh, thing that I've been up to is, uh, Man, I, I know I talk about this like every show and I have been for a while and it's my PS Vita. Um, I actually got finally got my 32 gigabyte card uh, from online and I am like super stoked. I've literally been piling games onto this system like left and right. Um, like the the first okay so the first game that the first game that I had on the Vita when I first got it was uh, Final Fantasy Tactics but since I got my 32 gigabyte card I've thrown on Danganronpa 2 I've thrown on Hotline Miami 2 I've thrown in Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward uh, Zero Escape Zero Time Dilemma Dragon's Crown Dungeon Travelers 2 Soul Sacrifice Tokyo Xanadu Neptunia um, Rebirth 3 um, Atelier Eska and Lodgy Plus um, Castlevania, The Dracula X Chronicles, Soken in 2, Persona 3, Stardew Valley, Sin Mora, Darkest Dungeon, Grand Kingdom, and also uh, Persona 4 Golden. Like, that is what I put on uh, the system. And I still got more on the way. I actually paid over $100 for Danganronpa 1, um, which I'm... I'm kind of ashamed of but they're not really like i don't i don't condone paying you know exorbitant amounts of money for games but the fact that this game is no longer on the vita um it's not available in their store and this is one of my hands down favorite games on the system i was like i gotta like i just have to like i really you know i i kind of sat on, on the thought for a moment but then i just went ahead and got it because i was like dude i i I don't think I'm ever going to get any cheaper. Yeah, I could play it on Steam. I can find other ways to play it, but I'll just have the, you know, I'll just get the cartridge and just be happy with it. So 
that's been pretty much the experience uh, that I've been having. So what have you guys been up to? What games are you guys playing? I know that um, a lot of people have grabbed Resident Evil. Um, I know some people are waiting for next week, which I will be uh, talking about uh, Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take up uh, from there. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, you can always give me a shout out. I'm always online and available. You can find me on Twitter uh, at more T.A. podcast. That's more T.A. podcast. Um, So that's going to do it for me. Hopefully everything is good with you this very fine weekend. Really do appreciate you guys coming and uh, spending time uh, to listen to more than a podcast. Uh, your support means everything. And I, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate it. So with that being said, uh, you know the favors that I ask. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.